Welcome back to Watching Friends. I'm Ryan, or am I Monica? And I'm Mark. And am I Rachel then? That is a bit confusing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we've made it up to episode 17. It's the one with two parts, the second part. Right, okay. Um, we're in a weird because I watched these episodes about a week apart. Yeah. Um, kind of forgot they were a two-parter <laughs> if it wasn't for the episode name because the kick of the episode is like the episode sting from the last one. Yeah. Strange. But we open uh, with some hours as Monica helps Rachel into the A&E department. I don't, they don't call it that in America. Like, is it the emergency room? The emergency room, it yeah. It didn't look that frantic, though, did it? It was quite, no. quite chill in there. Um, and then obviously they get to the counter. Monica explains what happened to poor Rachel at the end of the last episode, which, if you've forgotten, was she fell off the balcony and then was tangled in the Christmas lights. Can, can I say that a different way? Which is, they tried to kill Rachel, kill her off. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wanted contract negotiations yeah. and she fell off from a balcony. <laughs> um, but yeah, they get handed an insurance form, which again is weird in the UK, but we'll get to that. After. Well, yeah, because you, you don't generally like when you if you have to go and text in an emergency, like there seems like quite relaxed, doesn't it? Where it's like, oh, here's, here's a form, whatever. It's like our one. Yeah. Our one's probably normal. In the UK, it's probably full of it'd be a drunk person in the middle of summer. It'd be some drunk people. Yeah. Someone that had some kind of gardening accident who's over 50 and a mum with a bunch of kids. Just loud well, the main thing I noticed, there wasn't a whole bunch of people that just like coughing and splashing. You just go, oh my God, it looks like death in here. Like I've only sprained my ankle. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I, uh, I guess the big difference is that ours is three yeah. and theirs you have to pay for. Um, yes. And speaking of paying for, you do insurance, Mark, you apparently. Uh, let's hear the clip. Okay. In case of emergency call, you. Really? Oh, it's so sweet. Oh, gosh. You. Insurance? Oh, yeah, check it. Definitely gonna want some of that. <laughs> you don't have insurance? Why? How much is this gonna cost? I have no idea, but x-rays alone could be a couple hundred dollars. Well, well what are we gonna do? Oh, there's not much we can do. Um, unless, unless I use yours. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> well, now, wait a second. Who did I just put as my in case of emergency person? <laughs> it's insurance fraud. Well, all right, then forget it. Might as well just go home. Ow! Ow! Okay. Okay, come here. I hate this. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. Hi. Um, I'm going to need a new set of these forms. Why? I'm really an idiot. You see, I was filling out my friend's form, and instead of putting her information, I put mine. So, Ryan... I'm I'm sorry to say, but you'll never be my emergency contact. I mean, that hurts, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> just, just because I'd call you, and be like, "Oh, he's in the hospital." Oh, okay. I'll 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 be there in thirty minutes, and four hours will pass, and you'll be like, "Just getting ready now." <laughs> yes, I, I would be late to the emergency. <laughs> <laughs> I would have left the hospital by that point. I mean, at fully least recovered. <laughs> if they're calling me, you're already in the hospital, so it's not that urgent. Well, might might be my dying moments. I mean, if you didn't put me down on like your kind of your your phone's detected a fall contact, fair yeah, enough. Because yeah. I probably wouldn't find you. <laughs> but but once you're already in the hospital, what's really that bad? What can I do? How did he die? Well, winter came and snow fell. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to survive by eating berries and <laughs> <Yes>. snow. <laughs> and then Brian still hadn't arrived. Yeah. Uh, there's got to be a plot hole in this though, because surely you can't just write someone else's name down and be good to go for your insurance. I mean, it's the 90s, so maybe maybe it was and, a little easier back then. And also, I wouldn't want you using my insurance because then my premiums will go up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a weird situation to be in. Um, 
doubly weird for you know UK viewers because we we don't have to pay for our healthcare. No, because I remember there was a news story recently about someone had they 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 were either drunk or they'd fallen over or something and were like they were you know unconscious or whatever. Someone called an ambulance for them. And the ambulance like took them there, and I was like, I didn't need to go to hospital. There was nothing like wrong with me, really. Like, I just needed to sleep it off or whatever. And then they come back and go, my bill for the ambulance was like seven hundred dollars. Like, blimey, you could have got many Ubers to the hospital, considering it wasn't like necessary for them to go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's 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 mind-boggling to to everyone outside of America why you, it costs so much. Yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. I mean, obviously, we're all very grateful for the NHS in the UK. Yeah. Um, and we don't want to see it prioritised. But I am a bit of a, I guess, a stick in the mud where I'm kind of like, if the reason you're there is predominantly your own fault, like if you are passed out drunk and you have to get your stomach pumped and you go to the, yeah, if you should get a bill for that from the, you know, from the NHS. Yeah, I, I, I guess it comes down to you know the the NHS is very overrun uh, with like patients, I guess, compared to like what's available in terms of doctors, nurses and beds and stuff, just because it is funded by everyone. And that means like you have someone who, who smokes a lot and they're like, well, you know, this is why you're ill. You can stop smoking. That'll make you better. Yeah. And you're like, well, you know, they've caused it like themselves really in, in that way. And yeah, so we, we both know like nurses and stuff. And some of the stories, they, they'd be like, well, this person is here because they are grossly overweight and they basically can't be bothered to lose the weight so they're just going to have surgery instead yeah why are we paying for that yeah yeah exactly well i I don't even think it's a why we pen that for that for me it's you know there's other people who are who are ill and need something urgently and it's like you're here just because of your own laziness yeah but someone else could be having the time and attention of the medical staff that you're having for a self-inflicted yeah issue yeah exactly so so yeah it's, it's very weird but i guess um you know, we've, I've never been to an American hospital. Maybe, maybe they run super smoothly because you are paying a fortune. Well, I mean, whenever you see it on like TV and documentaries when there's like some breakthrough medical technique, nine times out of ten, it's in America. Yeah. But then if you treat medicine like a business, as apart from like you know a welfare item, it you know you're going to have the money to put into R and D and develop new things because you're charging someone two hundred dollars yeah. for a pressure bandage. Yeah. So it swings around about, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. Um, I'm just very happy to have the NHS. To be fair. Yeah, because you know it's, it's it's more for us. Like you never know what's going to happen, and you don't have to ever worry about it. Whereas uh, even when you're in America, like you have to buy travel insurance because you're like, I could hurt myself, or someone could hit me with no fault of my own, and suddenly you know I'm millions of dollars in debt. Yeah, and you have to pay even if they don't do their job well. Yeah. So if you know your relative dies, like that bill's passed on to you, and I'm like, but they died. Yeah. Like you, you didn't do your job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do I have to pay when you didn't do what you were paid to do? Yeah. 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 Strange. American Health Services uh, is odd to us. But we leave this potential fraud federal offence and we head to Central Park, where we find the boys, including Ross, because I always say the boys, and to me that always means Joey and Chandler. Yeah. But we'll include Ross because you know. <laughs> He's there too. Uh, and Ross is telling a story about a dream he had about his yet-to-be-born son. I had a dream last night where I was playing football with my kid. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. No, no, with him. <laughs> I'm on this field, and they, they hike me the baby. <laughs> and I, I know I've got to do something, because the Tampa Bay defense is coming right at me. Tampa Bay's got a terrible team. Right, but... It is just me and the baby, so I'm thinking they can take us. <laughs> and so I, uh, 
I just heave it downfield. What are you crazy? That's a baby. He should take the sack. <laughs> anyway, suddenly I'm downfield, and I realize that I'm the one who's supposed to catch him, right? Only I know there is no way I'm going to get there in time, right? So I am running, and I'm running, and that, that is when I woke up. See, I, I am so not ready to be a father. Go sports! <laughs> <laughs> I really like this, this Joey in this scene, because he's clearly missing the key concept here that a baby is in danger. Yep. And he's just like, but Tampa are terrible, it's fine. <laughs> well, Ross has been pretty terrible already, so we've already had him step on a, a, a doll baby when he's... Uh, been at his classes. Yes. He is now going to kick a baby in the head, I assume, to, to score a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's quite funny is in one of the classes, um, at the end, Ross is holding the baby, the, like the doll. Yep. And he says to Carol, go, go low, <laughs> yes, go deep. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. It's just like, well, I guess Ross really just wants someone to play football with, but. Yeah, he doesn't come across as the type of guy who's uh, a football type of guy. I mean, I guess it's, I mean, I suppose. What Americans call football, we'd call American football, yeah. is pretty ubiquitous. It's everywhere. You grow up and you probably just, if you're like a bloke, you just probably watch it for the most part. Same with football in the yeah, UK. Perhaps, yeah. Like you're definitely the odd one out in a classroom in school if, you, if you're not a football fan. Yeah, um, yeah, that makes sense. So, you know, I mean, you know, it's a pretty, pretty decent dream, I suppose. Yeah. Sounds quite terrifying. <laughs> I mean, Ross is a point. If there's an entire defensive line and just him and a baby, I'm pretty sure Ross is going to lose. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Ross seems like a, a guy who could run fast, I reckon. I mean, hopefully he's better at American football than he turns out to be at rugby in a couple of seasons' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just like this. I just like this whole scene. How the boys comfort him, make him feel a little bit better about it. It's just quite sweet. I don't think they understand because, like, Ross always comes across as the more mature of all the group, and that's generally because he's the oldest. Mm. Uh, and you know he's he's gone through the marriage and everything else. Whereas, like, so while while they are being sweet, I feel like they're they're probably ignorance is bliss on their part. Yeah, I mean, I think Joey would be a really good dad once he eventually kind of got married, settled down, and you know. I, think I, I don't think, dad. yeah, I don't think he's thinking about kids at all not at this point. point. Not, not even like in a oh, maybe in the future. He's like, that's not on the cards at this point. No, um, Chandler is just any kind of responsibility. Don't I mean Chandler probably would play football with a child. He's just he's not the yeah. responsible type. Yeah, he he he's the fun dad or the fun uncle, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely he's definitely like you get you have an argument with your child because they're being unruly and it's yeah. when's fun uncle Chandler coming around? I'm going to his house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, okay, fair enough. Um but yeah, then Joey has a date and if you've forgotten he's actually Ursula Phoebe's twin sister. Yep. That's still going on. Which again is awesome because you get more mad about you references. We still more riffs in this episode. Which is quite cool. Um, but Joey wants to take her to a fancy restaurant called The Rainbow Room. Yeah. So I've got to be honest, it sounds more like a club Carol and Susan <laughs> would go to. <laughs> like, it, it doesn't sound like a restaurant at all. No. And uh, somehow, Joey hasn't realised that it's also Phoebe's birthday. Well, yeah, because he's like, I've got to, you know, I'm going to take her for her birthday. No, when Phoebe's birthday. Really? What are the odds? <laughs> I, I mean, that, that kind of makes sense. That's not even a Joey is stupid thing. That is just a. Not thinking, oh, yes, they're identical twins. No, I definitely think it's a Joey's stupid you, you thing. Think, it's like, no. he knows they're twins. They look identical. They would have the same birthday. No, Urs- Ursula is hot. She's different. That's true, Ursula is hot. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I, I, I think it's just a uh, not, not realising sort of thing. Like, it's, it's obvious to him, but I, I, I don't think it's that he's, well, actually, probably isn't that he's dumb. It's just that he's so kind of intensely into Ursula for some yes. reason that he kind of just forgot his friends exist. 
Yeah, but uh, also I wonder how they they treat each other for their birthday because obviously we do see some later episodes where they they go big on some of their birthdays. Mm -hmm. But I feel like for maybe like Joey, Rachel and Phoebe, they probably don't buy each other gifts because they they don't have a lot of money. So for them, it's just like, oh, I've just seen you for your birthday. Oh, look, look, we'll hang out at the apartment. Yeah, they're not as materialistic. And maybe as as it moves on through the season, they get older. That's when like... Ross and Chandler and Monica are like, we have to do expensive things for birthdays now. Yeah, I mean, I'm. What you love for your birthdays, Mark? Do you like giant celebrations or you're more of a low key guy? Uh, I would rather just people just hang out with me, you know? Like, just, just do something fun. That's fair. It, it, you know, I would love to be able to say to people, like, we're going on holiday. Let's all get on a plane. And go to, <laughs> let's go to Vegas, sort of thing, right? That, that's not going to happen, though. Um, no. I would rather that than people sending gifts that they haven't really put much time or effort into. I mean, we have a mutual friend that is obsessed with wish lists. Yes. And at the time of recording, it's my birthday soon. Um, I've got two days. Happy birthday, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, by the time you hear this, it'll be many weeks yeah, out of it'll day. Be, it'll be miles gone. <laughs> um, but I hate wish lists. Wish lists is a bit I'm really, I'm really passionately against. Because if you've known me for longer than a year, I feel like you have some kind of like friend responsibility to know what I like. I feel like if you've listened to 16 episodes of us, you already know exactly what you're like, yeah. what you're into, and what's happening in your life. So. Yeah, you, can, you can basically write my memoirs for yes. me. But I think which leads to kind of cheating as a friend. Like, oh, I'm not going to put any thought into what I'm buying you, so please write down a list of things that you want so I can just tick one off. I don't know. I, I think I would rather get presents I actually want than something I don't. Like It's, it's, it's always nice to get a surprise gift where you're like, wow, you've put a lot of thought and effort into this. I'm not saying I ever wanted, but I'm glad I've got it because it's amazing. Well, but, it, to me, it depends who it is. If it's kind of like relatives who you don't see that often, like, you know, yes. distant cousins or whatever, wish list that lot, fair enough, yeah. because they don't know you. But the people you spend most of your time with, like if, if we were the gang from Friends, I'd expect Phoebe and Joey and everyone to know me well enough to know what I'd want. Okay, let, let, let's have some fun. So what would you buy each of the gang from Friends? And then I'll give, give an answer as well. Ooh, Phoebe... Even though I'm not into it, would definitely get some kind of like crystal zen. Yes, yeah, so you'd go to a Bohemian shop and you get her a shawl or something like yeah. that, right? Something or a vintage shop. Yes, yes. Where something you know, something unique and cool that she's not going to be able to find in like any other store. Yeah. Um, Joey, if I buy condoms, <laughs> <laughs> that that could be an awkward moment. <laughs> Just you know, he's going to use them. Well, yeah, but as he's opening them in front of everyone, and you're there looking at him, smiling and winking, perhaps. Yeah, but like, happy birthday, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> as long as they're ribbed for his pleasure, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I feel like Joey is is definitely like a a gift card kind of guy or a, you know, I'm going to buy you dinner sort of guy. Yeah. I'm going to take you out, you can have dinner. I'd give him like a little IU booklet that would be good for like, I always like this idea as a gift. Um, he can cash in whenever he wants, so it'd be like, I owe you, and it'd be like, a takeout, or I okay. owe you a meal here, and then he'd go, you know what, I'll cash it in now. Do you, do you know, a bit, bit. between the condoms and this, it sounds like you're almost dating Joey. Yeah, I mean, I could get a Brian, I'd do good to get a Joey. <laughs> you, uh, yeah, be, you would be doing well to get a Joey. Yeah. Um, what else would I get? Mine, I care, I'd get some kind of cooking implement, because she's boring. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, she's she's probably another gift card type person because like you don't want to buy her like cookware because one that's her job and two she's probably already got better cookware than you're going to get her. I'd probably get her a self help book on how to be less competitive. Uh, maybe, may, yeah, that. maybe, yeah, maybe like a jokey book would work for her. Yeah. Russ, I'd get a dinosaur book. Yeah, Russ is easy. Thanks, sci- sciencey that looks intellectual. Done. Probably read it first. 
because I wouldn't. It's a terrible <laughs> thing to do with a gift. But still. Um, who got left? Just Rachel? You got Chandler as well. Uh, Chandler. I don't know. Chandler's probably the hardest one. Rachel, again, would be some kind of like gift card for a It, it doesn't a matter with Rachel. Store. She's, she's going to take, take it and exactly. send it back. They'd take it back. Probably just to give her a gift card. A rece- um, I'll give her a receipt. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever she wants with it then. Just cash in a card. Yeah. Just easier. Yeah. Uh, and Chandler, I don't know. Because I feel like you'd buy him video games. Maybe. I, I, I feel like he's the type who would appreciate like kind of more geeky culture. Maybe a joke book. A jo- oh no, no, he'd hate that. <laughs> yeah. no. no, no, no. Maybe you could buy him a book where he can write his jokes in. Like a notebook for all yeah, his, yeah, for yeah, his yeah. zingy one-liners. Yep. That's uh, fair. And then, and then, you know, we can't forget Gunther, right? Gunther doesn't get a present. I, I think he does. No. Huh? I don't even know why. Is it the surprise party we're going to get to soon? Well, he's he's pretty much the seventh member of the Friends group, isn't he? He isn't, though. Obviously, the actor's very unwell, and obviously that's terrible. But it's it seems to have made this kind of resurgence of, like, gun for love. But he's entertaining, <laughs> but I don't have any affection for the character. No, I, I do a little bit. No, he's, like, he's, I, he's just creepy? I think they play him creepy a little bit. And the, there was talk recently how they was going to have uh, a bet if Rachel could like get Gunther to go on a date with her or something. And um, Jennifer Aniston said, like, no, that's like mean spirited. Like, we're not doing a script like that. Yeah, because, I mean, Gunther, Gunther's creepy towards other people about Rachel. Mm. Where he'll just stare at her, which is fair enough. Um, but then... Is it, I think it's at Emily's surprise party where he, Gunther tells people like, oh, that's my girlfriend. Yeah. And that's weird. That's, yeah. that's creepy. Yeah. So to me, he's not like well, the he, seventh he, member he, of the group. That's just, that's next level creepy. He he does like fantasize her about, about her a lot and tells her stories like, oh, you know, we did this together. I had a dream about you. No, I wouldn't like that. If if I had a Gunther in my life, yeah. I'd, I'd be, no, they wouldn't be invited to so, surprise so, parties. So, so Gunther gets a high five on his birthday then. Gets, he gets... Maybe you'll get a bigger tip. <laughs> That's about it. Some uh, some blonde hair dye, right? Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't, uh, no, sorted. Gonna forget an out. <laughs> and we're back in the hospital with the girls, uh, Rachel and Monica, who are still not Rachel and Monica at this point. There, Rachel is Monica, and Monica is Rachel. Yep. For the benefit of their insurance fraud, and uh, their two doctors arrive in the room. They do, and the crowd goes wild. They do go wild, and I mean, now I know who one of them is. You didn't know who the other, who one of them was. I knew he was in ER. So obviously you've got George Clooney and Noah Wyle. Yeah. And I knew that they were like big ER stars at the time. But well, well, yeah. George, George, George Clooney is like an interesting one, isn't he? Because like he was big for ER and I guess being attractive at the time. But if you wasn't into ER, you didn't know who he was. And before no. that, no one cared. And it seems to be as he's gotten older, people are more attracted to him. Like, well, he's kind of he kind of hit that point where he did like the oceans movies, yeah, and became known as this like kind of suit wearing, good looking charmer, yeah, almost like he could have been in Bond territory. I, I guess because he was like in his like fifties or whatever, and he's like he doesn't look fifty, look looks great for his age sort of thing. So yeah. like he became more attractive as a an older man who's still attractive, not old. Yeah, and I guess nowadays he'd be like a silver fox. Yes, but and 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 then I guess the the news kind of went on top of it. It was like, oh, you know, he, he can never like stay with a woman long enough because he's got all the women after him. When will one of them catch him? Yeah, sort of it, was, it was a weird idea. It's like, maybe they're just not compatible as people. Yeah. Like, I I don't know George Clooney, obviously, but I never got the sense that he was this kind of player. He didn't seem like no, type. He just no. seemed like he'd have relationships. They wouldn't work out. Some would. Yeah, and you don't know why. Like, 
whether it's him or, or them, basically. So, but yeah, the, the papers played it up as like, you know, this attractive, hunky man. Why is he not married yet? Yeah. And then Noah Wilde is there. Yeah. <laughs> like, he comes up like, he may have been. I don't know who he is. I mean, ER and Grey's Anatomy are kind of like the same show to me, but hmm. decades apart. Um, well, if I wanted just a decade, just the singular decade, I suppose, where there's just like one actor in it who became known as like a hunky doctor. Yeah. And then he had a career afterwards and no one else seemed to. Okay. Um, okay. I can't remember what his name is, but he's in Enchanted, the Disney film. Right. He played whatever he's called. McDreamy or Stevie. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what he's called. But I'm sure people listening know exactly what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they enter the room and the, you know, the well, well, are very excited. Guest stars again. Like we, we should actually go back and count how many episodes have had guest stars in because I think it's it's got to be double digits even at this point. Yeah. I mean, at this point, to your mind, who's the biggest guest star we've seen? I'm not too sure, to be honest, because they're, they're all people who you kind of knew, but it wasn't like a Tom Cruise sort of thing. No. Like, like, so you have uh, Robin Williams later on. Like, that's a big guest star to me. Yeah. Everyone else has kind of been TV people, like they might have had films or whatever, but I don't know. Like, he wasn't like, wow, it's them. I mean, I can think so far, I'd probably say Helen Hunt is probably the biggest so far. You know what? It's going to be your age comes into this, right? Because if you're watching this now and you're in your 20s, you're going to be like, Helen who? I suppose, yeah. yeah but I whereas Bruce Willis, you're going to be like, I know who Bruce Willis is still because he's still still current, right? Um, yeah, and, and obviously there's been a lot of guest stars who have been, you know, supermodels or, or whatever. And you're like, I don't know who that is because we're British. Yeah. I mean, well, as a kid, like, watching Friends originally, I knew who Helen Hunt was. Yeah. I didn't know who Joe Goddard wasn't. No, 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 no. Exactly. Unfortunately. Um, so, so, you know, maybe George Clooney's up there. Like, it's hard, it's hard to think of back in the time, like, you know, 94, was George Clooney that big in 94? Or did it come more later on? I think it was, like, the start. It was, like, the groundwork. Like, ER, yes. I think, started in 94. And then it would have been, you know, like, oh, look, he's the hot doctor off TV. So he's probably known, but... But I, I want to watch some other epi- like other shows now and be like, how many guest stars did they have? Because Friends has pushed it a lot. And I've said before, like, I feel like they knew this was going to be a big thing and we're trying their hardest, right? Yeah, the only other show I think guest star-wise comes to mind to have a similar amount is probably Big Bang Theory. Um, yeah, but that, that was its whole, like, geek culture thing. Like, it could do it. And it, and it probably only did it after the first couple series got big. Yeah, like, it, it, the show was big and then it got guest stars. But yeah. then the guest stars it got were very pop culturally borderline irrelevant apart from the show yeah like star trek next gen wasn't isn't pop what no no like will wheaton crazy, you know yeah. wasn't kind of current really like the uh, sci-fi guests as they got were very i guess of their time yeah and you know if you're a nerd into nerdy things watching big bang Theory, you're excited to see those guest stars but if i was to put episode of big bang Theory on for my nan <laughs> she'd she yeah. be like who and who like she would have yeah. no idea no so I, I i do wonder like you know if we ever get around to messaging the writers and trying to get them on Asking him, like, did you call a few favours or was this execs above you? Or, like, how did you manage this? Yeah, it's impressive, to be yeah, fair. It oh, is. So it's it is. Worth a pondering. Um, this scene is ridiculous, though, where the two girls getting confused about who's whom. Um, and it's total farce, and I absolutely love it. It's not, <laughs> I didn't realise how funny I found it until I watched it again. And which, this is amazing. I just, like, anything silly. And it, maybe it's like the Monty Python fan in me, I don't know. Yeah. But it's just daft. And I absolutely love it. Yeah, because, you know, you're... You know your name, so when someone says your name, you're immediately like your ears prick up, right? Mm-hmm. Even though you're trying to play, pretend to be someone else. Yeah, it's 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 quite quite interesting and funny, but I, f- I feel like I could pull it off better. 
Yeah, they're very bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose it'd be fine for, like, once you were like, right, I'm Mark. I'm pretending to be Mark for the next 10 minutes. It'd be fine for 10 minutes. And then if you saw them down the street 10 minutes later and they went, Mark, I'd ignore them. Which I, which I think you could get away with because you'd be like, oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. Did, like, yeah. it just pretend right. But I, I almost feel like Monica is trying to, like, channel Rachel and Rachel's trying to channel Monica. And they don't need to go to that effort because no one knows who they are. Yeah, like, it's not method acting. You're, <laughs> no, like, you're swapping names. Yeah. Um, but we cut from that scene after the girls survive their insurance fraud, it seems. And uh, back at the apartment, Monica and Rachel are feeling channeling on what happened at the hospital, including the doctors asking them out. To which Rachel said yes. Which Monica's not overly thrilled about. Well, Monica's not thrilled because she knows like the lie is going to come out because they're all terrible lies, as we've learned over many episodes now. They are. So, of course, she doesn't want to get them involved because it's going to come out at some point, right? Where what? you go, my name actually isn't this. I mean, I, I feel like, would you, if you just came out and said to the doctors, oh, by the way, we committed insurance fraud so my friend could get her foot fixed. If I fancied you, I'd probably be like, whatever. I don't, yeah, I don't think most people would really care that much. Well, but, but you never know, right? Yeah, the doctors could be like, what? How am I going to get more money or promoted or whatever? Yeah, or they'll be like, this actually affects me in some way because you've told me now, I, I now know this knowledge. Yeah, sure, it would be a conflict of interest, I suppose. So, and, you know, you, you, you couldn't be like a year later, like... Oh, let me just have a look at your passport. Why have you got a different name? Oh, yeah, we swapped names as, you know, you, yeah. Yeah, where does Rachel see this going? Like, is it supposed to be a one-night thing, in which case it's not going to matter what your name is? Or, you know, was she thinking long-term dating? She, she, she will say something wrong, though. And then, you know, if they are dating, be like, why do you want me to call you Rachel now? Yeah, this is really creepy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do like when the guys, the two doctors are having a chat later on, but we'll get to the later yeah. one. It just makes me laugh a lot. But there's a knock at the door. And uh, we'll see who it is. What the hell are you doing? You scared the crap out of me. Was that the cake? Yeah. Yeah. I got a lemon schmush. Come on, she'll be here any minute. Hope it's okay. Happy birthday, Peehee. Well, maybe we can make a, a bee out of one of those roses. Yeah, we'll just use our special cake tools. What's going on? Oh, my God. This was not at all scary. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Betty. Betty! Hi! You found Betty! Oh, my God. Everybody I love is in the same room. Oh, where's Joey? So in the show notes here, you've got Gumpf who's there, why? Yep. I assume Rachel has like asked her boss or friends at work, hey, we're doing a party. Do you want to come? It's just upstairs. Nope. <laughs> just <laughs> no? like, boy, you're lazy there. I just, it's a bit odd because we don't really see them interact with Gunther. No, they, they haven't at all. In anything other than a, a professional manner. Like, we've barely seen Gunther at Central Park. Uh, I don't think we've even seen Gunther, like, really interact with Rachel at all so far. No. But, no, I could understand, like, you know, she's maybe gone, hey, I'm just having a quick party upstairs. Like, you want to come with? Maybe. Maybe that's why Gunther becomes so obsessed with Rachel, because he thinks that was her asking him out. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe this is it. Maybe there's, like, a whole <laughs> subplot that we never got to explore. Yeah, he's like, you know, she, she winked at me, she invited me to a party. Like, you know, so I went, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yes, we've, 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 we've worked it out. We've, solved, we've cracked it. Right, no, no more episodes. We don't need any more episodes of uh, watching Friends. We've solved the the main mystery, right? 
There's another mystery I have about this clip of this scene. Why doesn't Monica have special cake tools? No, yeah, she should have special cake tools, shouldn't she? <laughs> of all the people are going to have them, it would be Monica. Yeah. Um, I do love that Phoebe arrives midway through and he's still surprised and excited. Well, She's just adorable. Yeah, it's, it's just the way the, the door's left open. She just casually walks in. It's like, oh, what's going on, guys? Yeah, just a little, oh. There's a bunch of people here now. I mean, I feel like of all the people, if you were going to surprise anyone easily, it would be Phoebe. Yes. She'd be the one to surprise the easiest by a million miles. They found Betty. They did. I'm glad Phoebe knows that it is Mark because we don't. No, no. <laughs> it's just enough one of these friends that the gang have. Well, this is the weirdness about the, the friends as a group is that we don't really see their other friends that much. So we've seen some of Rachel's, well, yeah. older friends, I guess. But whenever there's like these party scenes, there's just a bunch of people there. And you're like, well, I don't know who any of these are because we've never ever seen them interact with any of these people. They don't at the parties. It's just them lot. And then you're like, well... Who would like Phoebe's friends be? Who would Rachel's friends be, and so on? And and like with like the whole Gumfer thing here, you got to be like maybe they don't actually have many friends. It's just a group, and they're like we can't just have the five of us. Yes, be yeah, yeah. Fun. I need to invite other people. That's why she, you know, Rachel invited Gumfer. She's like I can't turn up without some friends because I'm meant to be popular. Uh, who's around me? <laughs> I can like, quickly bring. Yeah. They'll do. Yeah. I and mean, look, the way Phoebe says you found Betty, I'm like was Betty missing? <laughs> well, this, what she's supposed to be. This is at a time where you know, not everyone had mobile phones, especially in '94. Maybe a pager at best, right? True. So you know, you either knew where someone lived and knocked at their door, or probably just walked into them in the street. Like you couldn't just be like, "Hey, I'm just going to like quickly like get in contact." Well, I'd never see anyone if the world was like that now. Yeah, I'm, I'm so late and unorganised as it is. Yeah. If you can't, like, having I've got a phone in my pocket continually <laughs> connected to the internet. I'm still late and unorganised. Yeah. Do, do, do you remember as a kid, like, knocking on your friend's doors, not knowing whether they're in or out or doing anything, just to, like, be like, hey, you're coming out today? Yes, the bloke, can Mark come out today? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, we're going to his auntie's. It's yeah. like, yeah. okay. That's a lie, because your mum doesn't want you to see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean, my, my family, so if I was ever in trouble and people knocked the door, mm. my friends would just get told why I wasn't allowed out. It wasn't, I'm in trouble, it was, he's in trouble because, and then she'd explain that, you know, I didn't eat my vegetables <laughs> or I swore at the telly or whatever I'd done that day to be not allowed out. But you wasn't embarrassed by it, you was just like, oh, I want to go out. You've met my family. It's like, it's like <laughs> at one point you hit like a degree of embarrassed. Yeah. And then you just just not go any further. Yeah. There, there, there'll be something that's been said and you're like, all right, I'm never embarrassed about anything else again because you cannot top that. Yeah, I should be embarrassed, <laughs> but I'm not because of previous previous occurrences. Stay tuned because we'll probably have more Ryan stories in future episodes, <laughs> judging by the past 17 or so. You never know. <laughs> I mean, I've already told this thing in Abra on the Train story. That's probably like peak embarrassment okay. as a child that I ever got to. So after that, it was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. Well, Phoebe does notice that Joey isn't there, as we uh, heard at the end of the clip. Yeah. And she has a very sad expression. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Like, you know, your, your main group of friends, one of them's not there. You're like, oh, where is he? And you know why he's not there. Yeah. She's, again, hanging over from the last episode. I mean, if he was at work or whatever, you'd be like, oh, that's shame he's not here, but he'll be here later. But you know he's not coming. I mean, with Joey, I think you'd be more excited that you had a job. Like, yes, you know, exactly, Joey's yeah. got a role. Great. Like, exciting times yeah but as we know phoebe's not overly thrilled at the idea of joey and ursula dating yeah so it's like a double whammy not only is he not at her birthday party he's with ursula yeah which is bad times and then you have probably one of the worst transitions in all of friends history okay because suddenly we've gone from the party to ross having dinner with his dad which is quite a jump He's literally jumped. I didn't realise it was supposed to be the next day until later on in the episode. It wasn't until the doctors arrived at the apartment that my brain went, oh, wait, so Ross having dinner with his dad 
it's the day after Phoebe's party, not later in that same evening. Yeah, because I don't remember there being like a sting or anything there like that. There's absolutely nothing. It literally goes from one scene to the restaurant. Where normally they like go bam, 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 yeah. or whatever, right? And so. I just assumed it's New York. Everywhere's open late. Yeah. But then Ross and Jack have a little heart-to-heart over their dinner. Uh, let's have a listen. Dad, before I was born, did you freak out at all? I'm not freaking out. I'm just saying if someone had come to me with the idea of this... Dad, dad, dad. <clears throat> I'm talking about the whole uh, baby thing. Did you uh, ever get this sort of panicky, oh my God, I'm going to be a father kind of a thing? No. Your mother really did the work. I was busy with the business. I wasn't around that much. Is that what this is about? No, no, Dad, I was just wondering. Because it's time to make up for that. We can do stuff together. You always wanted to go to that colonial Williamsburg. How about we do that? Thanks, Dad, really. I just... You know, I just... I just... I just needed to know, um... When did you start to feel like a father? Oh. Well, I... I guess it must have been the day after you were born. We were in the hospital room, your mother was asleep, and they brought you in and gave you to me. You were this ugly little red thing. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you grabbed my finger with your whole fist, and you squeezed it so tight. And that's when I knew. So do we ever find out what Jack used to do? I don't think so. Because it, it sounds pretty terrible when he's like, I was busy with the business. I wasn't around much. Like, it's a very, maybe an older generation thing where, like, you know, the, the husband goes to work and the, the wife stays at home and cooks and looks after the kids, right? That's, that's how it sounds. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an interesting crossover because, like, Ross is more modern in, like, 94, right? And yet his dad's, like, talking about, like, yeah, I wasn't around much as your dad. And it sounds really odd to me. But it's, it's, it's just the, the difference in generations, Yeah, it's just the generational, I guess, you know, the, um, the era that they're in. But, but then it got me thinking, like, what did Jack do? Because they had a, quite a big house, quite a nice house. Uh, you had a summer house. They did. Got a Porsche. Definitely, definitely well off. Yeah, yeah. So, so he must have had, like, quite a good business. So I, it would be interesting to, to know what he did. Now you're on a whole episode of Jack and Judy, is they? They have like a kind of clip episode. Oh, I don't life. think I could do a whole <laughs> episode of Jack <laughs> and Judy. <laughs> no. little, little bits of the biz is perfect for this. I think whole episode would fair. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's it's quite interesting. And then you know, it, it then becomes sweet of him going. Actually, like you know, I wasn't the the manly man who was bringing home the the bacon. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did actually realise you know I was a dad now because of you. It's uh, well. There's a lot to unpack in this scene. One, it's adorable. The whole thing's so heartwarming and just sweet, which is which is nice to get because a lot of the human and friends and a lot of the conversations very sexual. So it's yes. nice not that they're far from some of the conversations, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's just nice to get like a different dynamic going on, and it's nice that we've got this like cute, touching scene. Well, this yeah. this is why I think Friends holds up over a lot of other uh, comedy shows. So. We'll mention the Big Bang Theory again, or even Seinfeld or whatever. They're just like, joke, 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 joke. And yes, it's very funny and very enjoyable, but this has like these quieter moments where they're like, we don't need to end it with a joke. It can just be two people having a, a conversation and it moves the story along and it doesn't have to be funny or end in a joke. And even, and even when they have like horrible moments, which are, are really heartbreaking, like sometimes they, they try and put a little joke just to like take the edge off. Yeah. But then they're never like, 
And now we're going to have the, the comedy stylings of uh, Chandler Bing come out to, <laughs> to take away this horrible fault from, from this scene. So, uh, yeah, it's nice like just have a moment where they, there is no laughter. It's just them being kind of honest, I guess. Yeah, I like that Jack is very aware that he wasn't around and immediately wants to make up for it. Like, go to Colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'm around now. Like, he wants to make up for what he feels or is failing as a, as a dad, I guess, when he was younger. This just makes me think of, like, The Simpsons. So with, with Grandpa Simpson and Homer <laughs> and just being like, you know, because he was the same. Yeah. He was not around for Homer. And then he's like, you know, oh, Sonny, I'm glad we've, like, reconnected. Let's, let's play baseball together. And it's like, <laughs> Dad, you're old. <laughs> no, I don't want to play baseball with you. One thing I did find funny as well is when he tells the story of Ross clamping his little baby thing hands yeah. around his finger as this kind of like big emotional touching moment. It's not. It's just a reflex action. Yeah, like yeah, all yeah. babies do it all the time. Well, animals do, don't they? Like yeah. a, a cat will just start pouring at you and whatever. So yeah. Cats are evil. <laughs> My cat would have started pouring at me. It would start scratching at me. All right, right. We need to stop now. We're going to lose listeners. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> the thing's evil. It's adorable, but evil. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. It's a it's a reflex action, but you know it's you know it's it's human bonding, isn't it? I guess I'm just ruining ruining all <laughs> yeah, yeah like, more human relationships. It's touching me again. Why won't it stop looking at me? But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I also like that we got to see Jack about Judy for a change. Yeah, it was nice to see him. We didn't get Judy like you know sniping at Monica for every little I, thing. I think that's my issue with with Jack and Judy. Like Jack's fine for the most part. Is Judy just coming along and just kind of not moaning, just just belittling Monica mainly. I suppose. I guess if if you're Ross and Monica and you find out that you know your your dad's coming over, you'd be like, "Yeah, Jack's coming over. His mum coming." Like, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because <laughs> she's like, "Oh, she's going to be a nightmare again." Yep. Uh, but then we cut back to the apartment. Uh, the cute doctors have arrived, and you know, again, I realised it was the next day now yep. because the the previous cutaway didn't tell me. And uh, let's see what it's like when the doctors arrive. So, Monica has the ankle. It's a... <clears throat> well, why don't you tell them? <laughs> After all, it is your ankle. Yeah. You know what? It's feeling a lot better. Thank you. Um, listen, why don't you guys sit down and, and we'll get you some glasses. Okay. Okay. Um, Stat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen. I'm thinking, why don't we just tell them who we really are? I mean, it'll be fine. I really think it'll be fine. It will not be fine. We'll get in trouble. Oh, Monica, would you stop being such a wuss? A wuss? Excuse me for living in the real world, okay? So? So they still seem normal. That's because they are normal. Okay, but you have to admit that every time we go out with women, we meet at the hospital, it turns into... You relax. Take a look around. No pagan altars. <laughs> no piles of bones in the corners. <laughs> They're fine. Go like this. I think picking up women at the hospital is not a great idea to yeah. begin with. Why do these guys go on so double dates? They make it sound like all they do is cruise around the rooms together <laughs> and pick up girls. Hey, hey, ladies, uh, so you've got a broken leg there? Guess you can't run away from me. It's, yeah, it's just like, I'm like, I'm just like, why? Like, surely it's just weird now. Like, yeah. Why are there other people for him to see? Yeah. Like, yeah. why are they a tandem all I, the time? Yeah, it's, it's odd, isn't it? Like, he's one of them just codependent. Like, in my head, I was like, right, is that one really in love with George Clooney? And he keeps going on awful <laughs> double dates, hoping that eventually George will realise they're meant to be together. Yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll have that sunset moment, right? Yeah, I hope put way too much thought into this, to be honest. Yeah, you know, but, <laughs> but, but yeah, they're, they're talking about, like, you know, bones in the corner and pagan rituals. Like, what hospital do you work at? Who are these people you're meeting? Also, I kind of feel like if someone was that into their pagan faith, it would be pretty clear before you got to their yes, apartment. Yeah. Like, they're not going to... They're more than like, I guess it's a bit stereotypical here, but they're probably not going to dress like Rachel 
and worship a pagan deity. Yeah. Like, you know, there's going to be a hint, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's odd, but, you know, we're, we're not two young, attractive doctors who are able to pick up women quite as easily as the, the cast of Friends. Wait, we're not. <laughs> no, we're, no, we're not. That, that, that's, why we're, that's why we're on radio form, so you can't see us. <laughs> Sudden revelation. <laughs> yeah. okay. Otherwise, we'd be on YouTube with our faces front and centre, right? <laughs> Face for podcasting. Yeah. Also, the invisible barrier of sound is yeah. back, where two people in the same room. I don't know why I only notice it so much in Friends. It's it's presently in all TV shows. If you're not in the shot, you can't hear what's going on. But for some reason in Friends, I always notice it. Yeah, I kind of want to try this in real life now. Where you, I think it'd be kind of fun where you just like talk about someone right in front of them, but you act like they can't hear you. <laughs> because then you'd just be like, oh, I'm just being honest. No, it just sounds mean. <laughs> it, just, it just sounds horrible. But I mean, the, the name Farsing continues. I don't know if that's a phrase, name Farsing. <laughs> pronounced that clearly. Um, but I just, I love it. It just... For some reason, it's so simple. It's such a simple comedic device that for some reason tickles me. Yeah, it's just, it's ridiculous and silly and I like it and it's great. Yeah. I just, I don't know why I find it so entertaining, but I do. I'm just, I was just chuckling all the way through it. And it's like, it's not like it's the same kind of witty humour that friends, like look at Chandler, all of Chandler's great sarcastic one-liners yeah. that are really kind of witty and funny and well-written. This is just stupid. See, I don't like this sort of humour. Is it? See, as a, as a kid, I used to like Keenan and Kel, but there, there'd be stupid things that would annoy me where, like, Keenan drops, like, some money, but instead of going, like, around the, the fence, he puts his head through it, and then he gets wedged and stuck, and I'm just like, oh, it just, that sort of fast frustrates me. Okay, fair. And the same with, like, Monica and Rachel here, like, when one of the guys goes, hey, Monica, and, like, they both turn around, it's like, Monica, if you, you should be on the ball a bit more and just be like, <laughs> like don't, don't respond. Be better at lying to the doctors. Yes, Monica. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. How do you feel about shows like Blackadder, where it's 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 a you know huge amount of farce with bits of amazing writing? It, de- it depends, right? So British comedy is normally quite good with farce because it's like like Frasier is good with farce for the most part because because it's intellectual. Okay. Like in in terms of the farce, it's like I can see why they did that and what they're planning and thinking. It's when characters do stupid things for the farce where they're not thinking they they're, they're out of character, I guess. Yeah. in what they're they're doing uh and that's where i feel like monica would be on form because she she always wants to win she's she's very on the ball for things i feel like she would be on this of like when they say monica i don't respond Fair, because because okay. i don't want to get in trouble for this whereas rachel i feel like probably would slip up more because it's, it doesn't matter if she's committed fraud because you know, it's not her insurance okay so you're fine with fast just it needs to be appropriate and in context like money well, python's fine because the whole thing's stupid but Characters that have a character you know, you you expect them to act like themselves while being farcical. Yeah, like so. So when they're lying, you know, they should be in their character line, not not doing stupid things they wouldn't do. So that's fair, but uh, it's not all going smoothly for the girls, as uh, we're about to discover. Because you know, I mean, I imagine pretending and lying to each other would be quite difficult. (laughs) I think I'd quite be good at pretending to be you, to be fair, Mark. (laughs) You do. I can be a convincing Mark, I think. (laughs) Okay. You could just make up random stories and tell them, and then people are like, oh, that's probably Ryan talking, to be fair. I, 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 want, I want to know <laughs> what you would do to be me. I don't know. We'll try it. One episode, okay. we'll just switch. I'll, do, I'll learn a Mark voice. I don't know. Is your voice deeper than mine? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Do you, do you know, you would actually be quite difficult to pull off in, like, on the on the surface, I think it would be very easy, right? Mm-hmm. Do you basically just go, oh, nerd stuff. I would just say nerd, <laughs> nerd things. 
But actually, you'd have to be really specific and drill down and be like, no, Ryan does not really know a lot of Marvel stuff. He's a DC fanboy. These are his characters. He knows all these things about these characters. And you'd have to, like, really drill down into specifics. Because if I went, like, oh, yeah, Ryan, I'm Ryan. I love Iron Man. I think Iron Man is the best. He has some guns on him. People (laughs) go, that's not Ryan talking. Ryan would not say that because Ryan knows that... uh, He's not a fan of Iron Man, and he doesn't know that he has guns on him. He has pulse rifles, and they are specifically <laughs> the X1472X versions. So you need, so you need, to, do, you need to do some nerd research to pull off an impersonation. You, yeah, you would need to put it because people would, would call you out so quickly because they would know, like, that Ryan, Ryan wouldn't say that. He knows too much. I wouldn't say I was a DC <laughs> fanboy, but <laughs> so I'm a DC fan. But, you know, if I started talking about, about Marvel, I feel like people would be like, Ryan doesn't know Marvel that well. <laughs> so it, it was quite funny when the MCU got to kind of like the middle years. Yeah. Um, and people would be like, Ryan! Because I obviously knew the core characters and the basics from Marvel DC, from like you said. Um, but when we got to like Guardians of the Galaxy, people were like, Ryan, Ryan, tell me all about the Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'd be like, it's a film that's coming out? <laughs> yeah. Because I just never read any of them. Like, I had no idea who any of them were. I, I vaguely recognised Groot from like an old cover back in the day. And when Groot was like evil, or a Groot was evil, one of his people. But yeah, the rest of them, I was like, I had no idea. Like, literally none. And Did- people were just like, how do you not know this? You like comic books. And I don't know like, okay, so you saying you like action films, and me mm. expecting you to know every single action yes. movie ever. Yeah. Like, what's LA Takedown? And you'd be like, hmm? Well, I feel like a lot of our listeners know more about you than they probably should. Maybe at the end of the, the first series, we'll, we'll do a special episode, which is like fans can write in and tell us what they think they know about you as a person and, <laughs> okay. see, and see if they get it right. Write <laughs> like their own potential yeah. bios of us. Yeah, like, so if, if you was pretending to be Ryan, <laughs> what would like, you like, talk about? Yeah, like who, how would you act and who, who would you be in? <laughs> I like comic books and my ex is a lesbian. <laughs> <laughs> but it could even be stuff like how, how you would dress and stuff like that. Oh, God, don't imitate that. <laughs> yeah, see, see, see if I can get you right. I, I'll give you a clue now. It would not be a pimp hat, for sure. <laughs> it would not be, I, not, I can't wear hats, people. It would you be just, a fedora. It would not be a fedora. Always I, a fedora. I can't pull off hats. Uh, and, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway on, on, as, on to clips. As we bicker, we'll get on to uh, Monica and Rachel having a bicker as Monica and Rachel. You know what? what? You know what? What? Every day, you are becoming more and more like your mother. Hello, here we go. Oh, hey. Hey, this is a great place. How long have you lived here? Thanks. I've been here about six years, and Rachel moved in a few months ago. Yeah. See, I was supposed to get married, but um, I left the guy at the altar. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I I know it's pretty selfish, but (laughs) hey. That's me. Why don't you try the hummus? So, Monica, what do you do? Uh, I am a uh, chef at a restaurant uptown. Oh, good for you. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Mostly because I get to boss people around, which I just love to do. (laughs) This hummus is great. God bless a chickpea. that back in high school, I was a cow. 
I used to wet my bed. I use my breasts to get other people's attention. We both do that. <laughs> I love that last line. <laughs> Yeah, this is at least the second time, if not the third, that the friends have like been really nasty to each other, and and maybe they just see too much of each other, and that's why like this all spills out occasionally. I mean, this is really weird because the doctors think they're talking about themselves, so yeah. they're basically just—I mean, I can't really talk—oversharing yeah, <laughs> information. Yeah, because yeah, they they don't. When they're saying that, they're not going, oh, she's clearly talking about her. Like, they know something's going on. Yeah, that, I assume they know something's up, but not expressly what it is. Yeah. And it's just kind of, it's like, it's like you're basically sabotaging yourselves just to throw digs at each other. Yeah. And, and clearly the guy's going, oh, they are nutty because she's just saying about how she wets herself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and other things, right? Um, yeah, it's... They, they are quite horrible to each other. Oh, I mean, Rachel's the worst when she refers to Monica being a cow. Yeah. Uh, school, which is weird because in, in Britain calling someone a cow isn't a comment on their, their physical look or size. No, it's, it's, a, it's a nasty term, isn't it? Yeah, it's basically not like they're a mean person or not very nice. Yeah. Um, I assume in America it just means she was fat. Because yeah. um, you know, everyone has fat money. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just after the, the clip ends, the phone rings and it's Rachel's dad. Monica answers as Rachel yeah. and confesses that she had sex with someone, I forgot his name. I don't know. A boy on yeah. his bed. Um, which is just like that's too far like giving your parents gross information about things you did in high school like I know Rachel crossed the line by saying that Monica's becoming more like her mum yep. which is a pretty big deal but you know but yeah you, you don't tell someone else's parents something that they did that was a secret that you know especially on a dad's bed like why and how infrequently does he call Rachel to not recognise Monica's voice I'm pretty sure if yeah. I call someone like if I call you and say Neil I'd know who answered the phone. Potentially. Like, you got to think back then, like, how telephones were in terms of, like, voice call quality and stuff. Wasn't the 40s? It was like you picked no, one of those, like, like you... weird ear receivers. Like, operator, operator, probably through the retro green. Like, but was... they, they're still using, like, a wireless phone, right? And, and stuff. I still think it would have been clearer enough for it. Well, it should be clear enough well, for a dad to recognise his daughter's voice. Yeah, but it's, it's still quick enough for her to go, no, it's definitely me, daddy, by the way. Like, I guess. I don't know. So, I'm I'm suspicious of uh, Rachel's but, dad. At but yeah, instance. Rachel shouldn't have done that on her dad's bed. Like, one, she got her own room, and two, like, just no, never. It's just, it's gross. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's your parents' bed. But this is, this is the weird thing with with Rachel. So she talks about Barry and how, I guess, how unexciting her sexual life with him was. But yeah, all these stories beforehand make her seem to be, you know, an expert at it. Well, I guess that was more Barry's fault than Rachel's fault. I get the feeling oh, that Rachel was up for anything and Barry, <laughs> Barry was not. Maybe that's not the best wording to use. But... Well, I mean, I guess she was definitely more sexually adventurous than she describes Barry as. Yes, yes. Um, you know, we have to hold the foot of the bed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I'm not, it's not a criticism of Rachel. No, no, no. I, I, I just think, like, it's it's a weird play on it. Like, they, they make her seem like, you know, she's not really had an adventurous life, but they go, oh, but when she was younger, you know, she met lots of boys. Yeah, it's high school, I guess. Yeah. I mean, not for us it wasn't, because we're uh, nerds. And, but... and, and clearly it was using her breasts all the time. I mean, why not? Yeah, why wouldn't you? If it works. Yep. Mine don't work for me. But... <laughs> <laughs> but still. But the next morning, Rachel's again on the phone to her dad, and he's, you know, apparently... 
he knows who he's talking to this time and she's trying to do some damage control um but then in the middle of that phone call mark the hospital call and there's a problem with the insurance form there is yes and the girls start to flap which to be honest is pretty understandable i don't know how big a deal insurance fraud is it's a insurance it sounds important it, it's generally like an imprisonment potential just seems it's the idea of having to commit fraud to get treatment it's just crazy yes it's like why just i'm gonna sound like right hippies to any american listeners yeah. it's just like well, well yeah because this is the thing like rachel clearly couldn't afford insurance and i don't i don't know the ins and outs of american in, like health insurance i was under the impression you need to have it in some form like you can't just be like nah screw it i'm not having any insurance if i get hit then that's my issue right like the same with like driving a car you have to have something going on i have no idea uh, i know that hospitals do what's called a, a wallet biopsy and you know when they pick you up they'll basically check your wallet check your insurance if they can and depending on if you've got insurance or not or id for insurance you'll go to a different hospital yeah so you know if you've got you know if you've got like a little i've got top-notch insurance card in your wallet you'll go to a great hospital and if not you'll get taken to like the closest basic hospital. yeah yeah and the idea that like how much cash you've got dictates if you survive. It's just horrible. Yeah, thought. everything about it is just, just super weird. Not that, that, not that we don't have, I guess, a tiered health system over here. Like, obviously, the NHS is completely you, you, free. You can pay for private healthcare, which generally just means it's quicker. But the, the basic NHS gives you everything and more. It doesn't give you everything. There's some stuff it doesn't cover. But Well, yeah, but if... Uh, but that, when, in, ter- in terms of accident and emergency, it's covered. Yeah, it's covered, yeah. Like, if you was like, oh, you know, I want, you know, I do want bigger breasts... Then yeah, potentially that might not be covered because that's not a an accident situation. But yeah. if you was if you was dying or needed like some kind of medicine or whatever, they wouldn't be like, oh, this one's a bit expensive for him. I don't think he can afford this, so uh, guess he dies. No, occasionally we have weird like uproar in the UK where something's covered on the NHS. And people are like you can now get this treatment on the NHS, and people are like this shouldn't be covered. Or there'll be debates, you know, why can you get Viagra on the NHS but you can't get IVF? Yeah, um, and all sorts of stuff, but. That's a massive political yeah, yeah, tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something I don't want to get into. No, me neither. So <laughs> the important so. part is that during this phone call, they're having a little flap, and then Joey walks in, and he seems really sad about something. He is. Which, I don't like sad Joey. Of all the characters having sad expressions, sad Joey it makes me go, ah, the most. He's like a puppy, isn't he? He's just always wagging his tail, always happy, nothing gets him down until like something does, and then you're like, oh, this is kind of bad. Yeah, I just don't like it. I want Joey to be happy. Yeah. He's so sweet, he should just be happy all I, the time. I guess, I guess, you know, Chandler's always kind of a bit melancholy, right? Yeah. You, <laughs> you, you rarely see him happy and dancing no. down the street. <laughs> Ross is always whining. True. Uh, he just likes to moan like this. So yeah, so yeah. But uh, he's a bit sad and explains that Ursula stood him up. Um, and then Phoebe's like weirdly passive aggressive here. Although it's not very passive. It's she's like, oh yeah, it's not nice when people you like let you down and aren't there for you. And well, she just had her birthday. Yeah, she I mean, wasn't at. So I, she's obviously annoyed about that. I guess she's upset. It just, it just me, it just felt a bit direct for phoebe i guess because it's, it's she's trying to be passive aggressive because she doesn't just flat out say i'm mad at you for not being at my birthday but the the way she does it borderline just aggressive I, I think she tries to be polite to everyone but obviously sometimes that like mask slips i guess i just it just seemed unphoebe-ish to me no I, I think it makes sense I, everyone has their limit right it's true and you know her and joey clearly have like a special relationship they do and so like having like 
your best friend or whatever they are because we never we never really know if they're anything more than friends like there's always hints at it yeah uh that happen like yeah it would, it would probably hurt more than if chandler wasn't there true true but phoebe does make up for her, uh, her aggressiveness almost immediately uh by going to see her system and trying to get the kind of the lowdown on what's going on let's have a listen um oh i got you a birthday present oh wow you remembered <laughs> Judy Jetson thermos. Right, like the kind you. Right. Yeah. Oh, I got something for you, too. How'd you know I was coming? Um, yeah, um, twin thing. <laughs> Can't believe you did this. Can't believe you did this. <laughs> so, what's the deal with um, you and Joey? Oh, right. He is so great, but that's over. Does he know? Who? Joey. You know, um, <clears throat> he's, he's really nutsy about you. He is? Why? You got me. <laughs> right. Excuse me. <clears throat> Doesn't this come with a side salad? <laughs> so, um, are you going to call him? What, you think he likes me? No. Joey. Oh, no, no. He is so smart. He'll figure it out. Do you want some chicken? No, no, no food with a face. You have not changed. Yeah, you too. That's a bit frosty, wasn't it? It is, yes. <laughs> it's a bit awkward. It is. I mean, it's really sweet that Phoebe's taken the time to go and see her sister. She clearly doesn't get on with and does not like on Joey's behalf. Yeah, like she didn't have to go to that effort at all, right? No. She could have just left it, and that would have been that. So we never really discussed how Ursula and Phoebe works on screen, because you know uh, Lisa Kudrow does not have like an identical twin. She does, and not. and they they generally play it with like the the camera system. So they'll have you know Phoebe on one side, and then they'll film that side of the conversation, and they will move her over to the other side, change costume. And then film that, and then there's a line in the middle where they like splice it together, right? Yeah. And because the the camera stays in the same place, you don't notice that line. And it does mean that there are scenes where it's very clear that they're doing that because they they cannot pass this line. If you stick your hand out across the line, then it's just going to disappear. Yeah, it's very static. Um, but Lisa Kudrow's sister uh, Helena uh, does play Ursula in parts, but it's it's never face on. Oh, okay. Right, so she's the person that she will bounce off of. So generally, like a, a you sometimes get these like behind shots. So it'd be like behind Ursula's head and Phoebe's like facing you, and you'll see like, well, you know, her hair is covering over Phoebe slightly, and like that's how they they do it because they have two actors. It's the magic of television. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, they they get her sister to to basically be Ursula, sort of, or potentially Phoebe, whichever way you want to look at it. Right. I suppose it's easy in trying to find someone to come in. Yeah. You know. A Phoebe wig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hi, Stu. Hi, Luke. Do you fancy doing a podcast covering every segment of every episode of the beloved 90s cartoon Animaniacs? No, I hate Animaniacs. Join me, Luke, the Warner lover, and him, Stu, the Warner resistor, for Animaniacs, covering every segment of every episode of the hit 90s cartoon Animaniacs, as well as its many spin-offs, including comics, video games, and the movie, not to mention the recent reboot. It's gonna be explainy to the max. Oh... 
Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast about the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, where we delve the depths of pop culture history. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, scientifically possible. or. But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't read Dune! No, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the Greenlit Podcast Network. But still, but yeah, it's 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 a frosty scene because there's there's so much tension clearly on Phoebe's side, mm-hmm. like, and it's kind of hard to make out in the clip. But obviously, Rachel bought Rachel, not Rachel. Who am I talking about? Phoebe bought Ursula a Judy Jetson flask, yep. and we found in the previous episode that Phoebe had one, but Ursula threw it under a bus, yep. and it was destroyed. Um, and then Ursula claims she's got a gift for Phoebe, and that she knew Phoebe was coming because it was a twin thing. And then she gives Phoebe a gift. And obviously, as you can hear from the clip, Phoebe's very surprised that this is happening. She's like, oh my God, you got me a gift. She opens a box that contains a present and then her tone shifts and she says, I can't believe you did this. What she's done is she's re-gifted the gift that Joey got her in the previous episode. Yeah. Which I re-gifting is the worst thing in the world. Oh, definitely. It's it's such a horrible thing to do. Like, if you don't like something, do a Rachel and exchange it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Don't give it to somebody else. No, exactly. And and that's obviously going to make her feel worse, not just for Joey, but also... She's getting her sister's kind of things that I wouldn't say are meant for her, but you know she doesn't want Joey buying that first sister anyway. Yeah, it's already uncomfortable, uncomfortable for Phoebe that Joey's bought Ursula a gift, yeah. and then the idea that she'd then have the thing Joey bought for her twenty just like ugh, just gives yeah. you the wig, doesn't it? It's just weird. But uh, this kind of frosty conversation ends, and the girls are at the hospital to undo the insurance fraud, and the receptionist is clearly dubious. So we've mentioned like the receptionists at the hospitals. They're always horrible. Why? Why do they pick these people to play nasty receptionists? I mean, this receptionist is a lot nicer than the one when Ross takes a put to the face. I guess she's that woman's just downright horrible. <laughs> this woman just seems like she's had a long day and she's sick of the public. Like, <laughs> I guess so. She she needs to go home, have a have a cup of tea and relax, eat some chocolate, watch some telly. I feel like if you met her at the start of the day, she'd be a lot more, you know. Jovial. Perhaps, but yeah, they. it's just a weird thing for them to always do because you're, you're going there because you're ill. Like, be nice to me. Like, I'm sure you deal with the terrible public, but, yeah. but they do this a lot in TV shows and Friends has done it three times now. Yeah, I mean, it's a little grating. Do you think the receptionist cares if the girls commit insurance fraud? Because I wouldn't, especially if, you're, if that, that's your job. You're like, meh, doesn't really cut my day. Uh, potentially not, but at the same time, like, if you work in the industry, you kind of can't go along with it, can you? If you if you're aware of it, same same way like you know when you worked in uh, retail, if you know a six year old came up to buy a Grand Theft Auto, you wouldn't be like, ah, oh, yeah, it's fine, he, he can he can he can have it. No one needs to know. You'd be like, nope, I have to have to display display like the the proper conduct here. I guess. And be I, like, it's for 18s only. I need to let your mum know exactly what's in this product. A kid did try to bribe me once when I worked in game retail. Okay. Yeah, it was when L.A. Noir came out. Okay. And, uh, I just sat there and this kid who's probably like 13, 14 comes over clearly not old enough to buy this 18 yeah. rated game and he's like oh can I buy this and I went if you've got ID and obviously no one he hasn't got ID because he's 14 he then slid a fiver out of his pocket and went is this ID <laughs> <laughs> and I was like if you're the queen yeah <laughs> oh you, should, you, you could have easily have gone hmm 
I don't think that's quite ID. Maybe if you uh, you show me another one with a, a bigger number on it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm, I'm proud of you. Like, I would, I would no, obviously broke the law, but I almost wanted to just because yeah. this kid had the guts to try it. It was amazing. At the same time, may, maybe that wasn't like an undercover sting. You never know. Yeah, and they've gone, like, do this, like, bribe them, see if they, like, do it. I mean, if I were susceptible to bribes, you'd have to do better than a fiver, given yes. that it's, what, like, an eight grand fine or something ridiculous. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah but, like, at least beat the fine. <laughs> yeah. We can talk. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he just made me joke. like, <laughs> it just, yeah, he had the guts to try and bribe me, and I thought it was quite funny. Yeah, good. But still. But uh, they're there to fix it. Um, and then Ross and Chandler are at home playing Scrabble by themselves. Yeah. Well, not even at home. I know they're at the girls' apartment, which is weirder. I call it home because in my head, yeah, yeah, that yeah. apartment is the central home for the entire show, I guess. It's, uh, like Ross, yeah, I can see playing Scrabble with Chandler. No. No. That if, if, you know, if you said to me, hey, Mark, do you want to come over and play some Scrabble? Uh, no, no, thank you. No, I mean, I don't really like Scrabble. No. Considering that I like to write, you'd think I'd enjoy Scrabble, but I don't. I guess I'm not very good at anagrams. It's not even anagrams, is it? It's just words. But it's just like, oh, I've got some random letters. Let's make a word. Yeah. And I'm, or I always seem to play with people who have a knack for stealing like the double or triple letter or word scores. So, so, just, so you're you're the type of person that puts do down for for two point score. Well, like I'll put I'll put oh, like you know a uh, seven letter word down, mm. but it will just happen to be in a position where there are no double or triple word scores, mm. and then someone will put down food on a triple word and I'm like you've got more points for that than I got for my word <laughs> yeah. and my word's better word than your word and look they play Scrabble better than I do even though the words I put down tend to be better than their words and it annoys me because I'm like no I don't want bonuses just the word should win yeah no that makes sense so yeah that's my, that's my objection to Scrabble <laughs> right there <laughs> Marcel likes Scrabble doesn't he <laughs> he does uh, because you know like Chandler Ross are, are discussing like how you know it's going to feel being a father I guess uh, you know, which is a quite a, a manly conversation for them to be having. Yeah, it's a very grown-up conversation. Um, I feel like Ross won't be a great father, and we'll we'll definitely see that play out over the next nine nine or so series. Yeah, I mean, teasing Ross aside, I guess it is a very big life-changing thing. I mean, it's yeah. never ha- it's not happened to me yet, um, as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I it's a shame you're not Quagmire. I can just imagine loads of kids out there going giggity. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it is again. It's this episode where there's there's lots of comedy, but there's also lots of kind of deep, kind of heartfelt moments. And I guess if you're in your twenties watching this, like it probably relates to you a little bit, either because you're going to become a parent soon, or you know you're at that time in your life where you're going to be thinking, oh, I might be a parent in the next like ten, fifteen, twenty years, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I've had pets. I assume it's not remotely similar. <laughs> but like the idea of looking after a pet is stressful enough. Yeah, I, I feel like Chandler would be like, oh, you know, you've, you've had a dog before. Sure, it's the same thing. You just put some water in a bowl and some food and off you go. You know what the weirdest part about the idea of being a parent to me is? What if I don't like my kids? Yeah, no, I think I think that's a thing. Uh, definitely you can do a Ross and just <laughs> never see your never kid see again. Them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, feel, I think that's... And then, and then get a new one. Start, start a new kid. So, um, I, yeah. guess, I guess this is a Ryan tangent again. But when Ben grows up, he's played by an actor called Cole Sprouse. Mm. who's in a bunch of Disney TV shows and eventually went on to Star in Riverdale, which is a Netflix series based on the Archie comics. When my ex and I would watch Riverdale, it'd be like a really like intense scene for Riverdale, I guess. Um, <laughs> and it was an enjoyable enough show for the first few seasons, I suppose. But like 
Cole Sparks Jughead would be doing something and it'd be like, oh, will Jughead like successfully break into the sheriff's office or will he get caught or whatever was happening? And then my ex would just go, it's Ben. <laughs> and just completely break the scene. And I'd be like, no, all the time. And then we'd watch Friends and she'd go, it's Jughead. And I'm like, stop, stop doing it. <laughs> it's really it. annoying. It, you know what, it didn't really ruin Friends, but, you know, sitting there, Watching a you know a, a teen drama with grown up cosplayers didn't reminded of Ben. We're just like this is weird. As long, as long as you're not saying, look, it's Joey. He's lost in space, Captain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I didn't mind that movie to be honest. No. But lost in space no, was all right. We'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> somewhere in the future. But anyway, right. back to the nice adult conversation that they were having. While they're having this conversation, they're not really paying attention to what Marcel's up to. No, because he's a. Uh, it sounds like he's got a furball, which is gross if you've ever had cats. Yeah, it is. It's grim. Normally, you're just like, oh, it's doing that thing again. Um, if I ignore it, maybe it won't do it or it will go away and do it somewhere where I won't find it. Dog's vomiting is definitely worse than furballs. Yeah. Yeah. Just, ugh. Yeah. No. But, you know, he doesn't have a furball. He does. He's got a letter K in his throat. He does. Let's have a listen. Say you never feel like a father. Mm-hmm. Say your son never feels connected to you as one. Say all of his relationships are affected by this. Do you have a point? <laughs> you know you'd think I would. <laughs> What's up with the simian? It's just a furball. Right. <laughs> okay, whose turn is it? Yours. I just got 43 points for kidney. No, no, you got zero points for Idney. I had a K. Where's, where's my K? You've got to help me. My monkey swallowed a K. You have to get that animal out of here. No, no, you don't understand. The animal hospital is way across town. He's choking. I don't know what else to do. What's going on? Marcel swallowed a scrabble tile. Oh. Excuse me? This hospital is for people. Lady, he is people. He has a name, okay? He watches Jeopardy. He, he touches himself when nobody's watching. Please, please, have a heart. I'll take a look at him. Oh, thank you. Michael. Rachel. What? Monica. Oh. Okay. More, more name yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that still makes me laugh. It's, yeah, I'm not too big a fan of this thing because it's just too much coincidence of, like, Ross and Chandler meeting Monica and Rachel in the same place. Got the the sassy receptionist. Mm-hmm. Don't you don't need to be like that. Um, and also, like, surely the letter K is pretty big in Marcel's mouth. You could probably see it. Well, it's not. It's not in his mouth, isn't it? He swallowed it and it's like lodged in his throat. I guess he's not that big of a monkey, though. I don't know. I feel like Ross Ross could have maybe solved that. Perhaps, but he's not a trained. Vet, no, no, no. He's, he's, he's not. He's not. a panicky. Yeah. This monkey represents my potential son. But then I have other questions, like. Did they get a taxi there? Like, how far is the hospital? Is it like... It's got to be close, right? Uh, you'd assume so. Yeah. Well, I suppose it's close compared to the vets. Yeah. With the, the animal hospital, I'm like, it's called a vet. It's <laughs> an <laughs> animal hospital. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, then you get the, the classic fast stuff again, where wrong names are said. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm kind of on the receptionist side. It's a hospital. You shouldn't really have a monkey in there. No, no, you're right there. Like, it, it, it makes a point, but at the same time, you're like, he's going to die in a second. Like. 
can you do anything? If I were Michael, if I were George, George Clooney, if I were George Clooney, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah. But <laughs> if, if I had the skills to potentially save the monkey, I would yeah. try and save the monkey. Yes. Just you'd have to be a heartless, heartless. We, we, we also have more like monkey sex jokes, I guess. He, he does touch himself when he's watching. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's... Well, well, clearly Ross is watching. <laughs> yeah, it's like, how does Ross know this? He'll do a camera set up to yeah. watch Marcel. <laughs> I hope this is going to a dark place. Well, no, it is, yeah. I mean, you know, he's, he is people. People see their pets yeah. as people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of affection for a monkey that gives him no affection back. It's just like Carol. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... It's still, I mean, people get very upset when they, you know, their pets aren't well or pass away. So you definitely see attributes in your pets that you kind of anthropomorphize and kind of make them feel more like people. Yeah. Um, I had two pet rats for a while and they both had distinct personalities. Oh, of course. Yeah, definitely. So same with, I guess, if with a primate, that'd be like your tenfold. Yeah. Because it's basically a cousin. Well, it, it can do more things, can't it? It can do more things. <laughs> like that's it. It's worth more affection because it can do yes. more things. <laughs> You'll never have a reptile as a pet. You're like, it's rubbish. It just sits there and it flies. <laughs> Pretty much right. That's fair. Do you see many people cuddling their uh, chameleons? No, I guess not. I, yeah. Mammals all the way. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we leave the in cra- crazy fast, uh, the monkey hospital. Um, and find Joey all sad and forlorn at Central Park. Okay, why is that? Because Ursula is breaking up with him. Uh, should we hear that? He doesn't know that yet. He's about to find out. Ursula enters, and let's have a see what happens. Hey. Urs, uh, what are you doing here? I've been trying to call you. <clears throat> listen. Um... Oh, no, 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 don't say listen. I know that, listen. I've said that, listen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't get it. What happened? What about everything you said under the bridge? Yeah, um... You know, you you should just forget about what I said under the bridge. I was talking crazy that night. I was so drunk. You don't drink. That's right, I don't. But I was was drunk on you. Urs. But okay, yeah, so it's not gonna work. Why? Is it because I'm friends with Phoebe? If it was, would you stop hanging out with her? No. No. I, I couldn't do that. Um, then yeah, it's because of Phoebe. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, it's either her or me. Then, uh, then I'm sorry. I like it when Phoebe pretends to be other people. And she's much better at being her sister than Rachel and Monica are at being each other. She is, but at the same time, like, it's very clear, like, just the way they act. Like, Phoebe's very, very soft and, and kind of quiet, I guess. Whereas Ursula is, like, more harsh and, you know, restless. Yes. So, I, you know, Joey's not that dumb, first off. He, he would know, like, she would never act like this. Well, yeah, the whole, I was so drunk, you don't, you were like, you don't drink. You'd be like... That was weird. Yeah, I thought so, you, the penny would drop then, even if you're Joey. I feel like Ursula would be the one who drinks and Phoebe not. Mm. So, so that was a bit of a, an odd thing to, to find out. I assumed that Ursula has rage issues that just get worse when she <laughs> right. drinks. That, that was my <laughs> completely baseless <laughs> assumption. It was just rage issues. 
Oh, I can't wait to hear uh, what you think of Ross when he has his mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> My sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the psychology on this. Well, she did chuck Phoebe's flask under the, the bus. They're just kids. That's what kids do. Maybe she's got rage as a child. Maybe she was the delinquent. Maybe. Why was Phoebe on well, the Well, yeah, you, you, you could ask. You could probably say that, couldn't you? She... Phoebe is the, the more softly approach and Ursula is the more aggressive one. Yeah, she's, she's not a nice person, Mark. No. I mean, given by the fact that she was just going to ghost Joey. I mean, that's not, that wasn't really a phrase in the 90s. No. But it is now. Poor Joey was going to get I ghosted. I mean, Joey has probably had a, a lot of ghosting in his time and obviously he's done it himself, right? Yeah. So, you know. I guess he had, had more feelings for her. And you have to wonder, like, did he have more feelings for Ursula because of his, like, attachment to Phoebe? Well, now who's turning into to, to, to <laughs> Roger? <laughs> you never know. I mean, it could be. You could argue that he dated Ursula because he couldn't deal with his feelings towards Phoebe as a friend. So I, w- I wouldn't go that far. Transferred them onto Ursula. I would say, like, you know, he likes Phoebe and gets on well with her and transfers some of that into Ursula and, like, combines them together. Like, I like you even more now because... Two of my best things are combined. <laughs> like, just in case you're wondering, this is watching Friends and not amateur psychology <laughs> <Yeah>. corner. <laughs> but you know, he, he does eventually catch on uh, when they share their kiss. They do. They share a very yeah. little, a quite a passionate kiss yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for a yeah. breakup. Like, it's pretty intense. Yeah, I've, I've never had that. He doesn't, well, he doesn't realise straight away. It's like this like lingering, I guess lingering Phoebe sense on his lips as he yeah. kind of walks off. Um Phoebe's very impressed by the kiss. She is. Kind of like all bashful and Maybe geeky. this is where it begins. Maybe it is. Where they're like, you know, that kiss was pretty good. It's like, it was. Let's try it again. Well, I saw some discussion online about this. People were saying that he knew, Joey knew this wasn't Ursula by the fact that, from, from the kiss. So does that imply that he, at some point, he had kissed Phoebe previously? I assume so. And I, I was like, no. Like, I don't think he has to, you don't have to have kissed well, two yeah. people to realise that the one you're now kissing isn't the one you've kissed previously. No, like, I don't even think... They, they would have to kiss so differently for you to even think that, because, you know... It, how, do I, how do I put this? <laughs> I think no. I'd notice. If, if you blindfolded me and got <laughs> the person I'm seeing to kiss me and then a random person, I think I'd notice. I, I guess you could notice from, like, everything but the kiss... In terms of like if you was holding them or whatever, right? Or the, how their face felt or, or whatever, right? Because people kiss differently. They, like, they, they do, but not, not in such a way where you're like, whoa, you're, you're like a washing machine and, uh, you know, my girlfriend is not like this. Like, I don't know. Maybe all the girls in your past went to some kind of like kissing finishing school. Where they all had some, <laughs> yeah. I, I, drastically variations in my experience. People from like, you know, nice kisses to I'm going to lick his entire face. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah like maybe, maybe I've just had so so many women who are great kisses that yeah. uh, I, I, maybe you just had the terrible ones. Your batting average is definitely higher <laughs> than like, mine. Why is she sucking my nose into her mouth as well? <laughs> it's a big nose as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I, I, I don't think it necessarily indicates that Phoebe and Joey have kissed, just that I assume as they're very different people, they, they kiss very differently. Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I imagine that Phoebe is a lot, you know, smooth and more romantic. <laughs> And then Ursula's quite probably, you know, passionate and aggressive kisser. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that, that rings true based on their personalities, but who knows, right? So we previously discussed how Lisa Kudrow and Matt LeBlanc wanted the series to end with the revelation that Joey and Phoebe had been seeing each other on and off again for the entire run of Friends. And I was dead set against this idea and hated it 
on the grounds that it was too neat of an ending for everyone to have coupled up. I feel like if it was more hinted at, rather than just outright, look, they're hooking up. If it was more like, they do seem to both disappear at the same time. Where do they go? And like, they could have been, they could have been playful with it. Like, they did disappear, but they went to play like table tennis together. I mean, we had all that with Monica and Chandler, so I think to do it again with Phoebe and Joey would have been, you know, retreading old mm. ground. Yeah, I, th- I think just like a little little hint of like, it could be, but it could not be. But this episode and this scene... Did a complete 180 on that opinion. I was just like, oh, they're so sweet. And just the way they, the looks they share. And obviously, Jerry realizes, look, look what Phoebe's doing for me. She's amazing. And, you know, Phoebe's nice enough to do that in the first place. And they're, they're both kind hearted. So that's why it works. Yeah, I was just, maybe it's I'm getting old, but I was just a big, mushy, emotional mess at the end. I was like, look at them. They're so sweet. Let's be in love. And I was like, no, nope, I can be changed my mind. Now I wish they'd got together at the end of the series. Yeah. So. Uh... I would like, like I said, I would like to have seen a bit more of a hint, but I don't think I needed to see them get together. I don't need it, I just want to now. If we ever get another episode, that needs to happen. Well, you know, there, there is another episode where they kiss, so. No, I mean, like, in the continuity. Maybe okay, not another okay. episode of Friends, because then it would mess with the Friends legacy. But we could get a one off special of Joey, where he's married, marrying Phoebe. Forget yeah. Mike. Yeah, I was going to say, what happens to Mike then? And all the Mike fans coming out. No, forget Mike. Mike was always the worst choice. I'm glad we agree on that. Just no. I like Paul Rudd. Don't like Mike. No, I'm glad we agree. <laughs> but that, that kind of scene cuts away. And we are back at the hospital. Uh, Joey and Phoebe have now arrived to see Marcel lying in a human bed. Which is a bit odd. Again, as I discussed, like, you know, you might have had a, a landline, but contacting people was quite difficult in the 90s yeah like they've, we just they're all like they get there we just heard and i'm mm. like from whom yeah probably gunther creepy guy keeping tabs on rachel so what they they ran downstairs ran in center put gunther if you see see uh you know phoebe or uh, joey just tell them we're at the hospital <laughs> the monkey's choking on the scrabble it's like, yeah. what is that a euphemism <laughs> yeah. no, no it's not but uh they get the k out and they find an o and an m Trying to spell monkey. <laughs> it's very, it's a very sweet idea yeah. and very funny. Um, but yeah, it's just how did he eat all of those? How did they get that? That's a lot. Like, did he, he have surgery? Because he didn't look. He had surgery. But also, what what a stupid monkey! If he's eating that, if he eats one of them and goes, that was quite good. It didn't break at all. It's hard plastic. It tasted of plastic. I'll eat some more. I mean, he's a primate, but he's not. You know, he's not a chimp. No, uh, normally like animals when they accidentally eat something it's because they were like gobbling other things like if they're in the bin they're like shoving their face full of like bits of leftover food and other things accidentally also enter they don't don't generally just eat stuff again I had two pet rats there's quite literally nothing they won't eat right like you could you could leave an iron bar on the floor and they go "Mm, nibble time (laughs) well normally animals will like will try something so like if you've had rabbits they they feel by licking things so they will lick everything go What's that? Oh, okay. That's a door. I don't eat those. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not yeah. part of my diet plan. Yeah, yeah. That's, how, that's how animals work. Like, you know, otherwise all animals would be dead. <laughs> they just ate any, anything and everything. They just go, oh, look, a stone. I'll eat a bunch of those. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, some dogs actually do, but yeah. But fair. But uh, they arrive, the whole gang are together as Marcel wakes up. He's in recovery and he reaches up and he grabs Ross's thing at just like the story that Jack told Ross at their dinner. Yeah, except for the, this, uh, this baby's a bit hairier than normal. He's a bit hairier. I mean, it's supposed to be like, oh, look, Ross now feels prepared to be a father. 
And I'm just like, nope. It's good. No, because he hasn't got the kids yet. And also, this is pretty terrible. Yeah, look, look, if this, if being in accident and emergency makes you feel like a farmer, <laughs> I'm very worried for Ben. Yes. Because yeah. it's... <laughs> I think we should be worried for Ben. <laughs> it's just like, oh, look, my kids woke up from nearly choking to death. Yeah, my dad. It's like, no, Ross. Yeah. So in a later episode, uh, Carol was a bit concerned about leaving... Ben with Ross, and I think maybe this might be the reason why. <laughs> How's Marcel? Oh, he ate some board game pieces yeah. and we had to take him to hospital where George Clooney saved his life. But you know, at this point in time, like we've had a lot of Marcel, and I thought of Marcel being, oh, he's in like three episodes. There's like one big one, one kind of in the middle, somewhere we see him for a bit just to see him around, and then one at the end where he leaves. And it's like, no, he's he's been a big part for quite a few episodes now. It's fair. I like seeing Marcel. Yeah, I, I have no issue with him. He's great. We're not David Trummer. No. We're, we're very no, happy. No, yeah, yeah. Any angry animal trainers at us in the comments? You know, the, we've actually gone on for a long time on this episode. We we must be like near an hour and a half now, and I really thought we would be short on this episode. I think there's a there's a lot to talk about in this episode because it's a, there are a lot deeper scenes. So the scene with Ross and Jack, the discussion about you know Ursula and Phoebe, and then you've got the scene where she pretends to be Ursula for Joey's benefit. There's a lot here to unpack, I think, in ways that other episodes of Friends don't have. Like the couple episodes ago, it's pure joke, 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 yeah. joke, joke, and it's great and entertaining and funny, but it doesn't have the same emotional resonance that the scenes in this episode do. Well, I was going to say like before we started this episode, we we're trying to think of like what our comedy intro is and we was like there's no jokes for us to really no. <laughs> use and and i guess that's how i normally define like an episode being good is like how funny it is yeah. and we was like there's no jokes in this one so and there's only nine clips normally we we do over 10 like oh this might be a quick one but actually it's gone on longer than i thought it'd be so you know like you say it's a detailed touching episode which yeah. i guess is needed in in a comedy series just to ground it all a bit yeah i feel like this is one of the episodes where if i if I ever stopped watching Friends long enough to miss Friends, I would probably watch want to watch this one. Okay. As like a nice nostalgic, like, oh. I the, think the I'd want to watch a funny one, but I don't know what. There's, there's too many to choose from. There's a lot of funny episodes. So Somewhere somewhere in the middle, around series four, maybe. Fair enough. But yeah, I mean, like I said, it was a long one, so I guess we uh, better let our listeners go. Where else can we find you, Mark? You can find me at fuzzballs.co where I draw lots of cute animals, including uh, a cat, a tiger, and a bunny. Uh, I did do a monkey for oh, the Lunar New Year because I did some Lunar New Year pins earlier in the year. Um, anyway, check out my drawings. I very much buy, buy stuff. the year of the rat pin. Yes. It was very cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not so, that I'm buying. <laughs> no. so, so yeah, go and find me there. Go buy stuff. Uh, treat me. Yeah, cheers, yeah, everyone treat Mark. Yeah. As always, you can find me at gamehype.co.uk or kind of nerdy news reviews and shenanigans. Cool. And then, Mark, there's our social medias. You yep. can find us on Twitter at WatchFriendsPod. Yep. Where else? Uh, also on Facebook at the same place. Yep. And where else, Mark? What's the website? You asked me as if I don't know. I'm curious. I'm the one who set all this up. I know you are. <laughs> Uh, it's watchingfriends.com. There we go. You can, find us. You, you can write to us there. We we would like some letters. You can also leave reviews for us. L- reviews are good. Give us some critique on what you think about us. Yes, corrections are welcome. Yep. We like those. Yes, we do. Especially if they're about sports-related items in a scene. Yep. Because, you know, sports. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, you can also find us every Friday on your favourite podcast catcher. So iTunes, Google, Spotify. Podcasty places. So, so you know, subscribe. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. You know, 
Make us better. It's like if we don't like Mark and Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would probably be uh, very apologetic and say maybe we're not for you if that's the case. Uh, like the format's great. Just don't like the hosts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to go and get some new hosts in. <laughs> Hopefully you'll like them. Uh, so yeah, we'll see you next Friday, I guess. Indeed, to do pup. Bye.